we're talking about dads. Dads, daddies, fathers, <laughs> fatherhood. I mean, you all, you, you all got dads, Daddy right? Daddy didn't love me. Oh, that's that a great makes line. so much sense. <laughs> I love Austin Powers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Isn't there a whole song Daddy about it? Daddy played bass. Mama played fiddle. Yes, there you is a whole song about song? it. Because your mama's got a squeeze dog. Daddy don't <laughs> sleep at night. <laughs> well, as you can tell, uh, we're talking about dads today. So welcome back, crowd, to uh, Fives Crowd. Here we've got the five of us. We got Zach. We got Tony. We got Austin. We got Chris. We got Cam. Hello. Thanks for joining us again. Today we're going to talk about, honestly, this is a this is a topic that, that could potentially make me cry. So I was going to say, I think we're continuing this from last week because we ended last week about fatherhood pretty much. and We did. We threw in some tidbits. Yes. But so. I, I'm really interested to hear from you guys. I want to know how you perceived fatherhood, like as a child, as a, a son of a father being raised, like how you perceived it would be when you were in that position and then kind of go from there. That's kind of a stepping stone too, is as your kid thinking about it to now when your actual realization of it is there, it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I will actually here, I'll start it off because this made me, I just thought of this. One of the things that I think is wildest about seeing like looking at my dad when I was a kid versus becoming one is the fact that like I, I look you look at your parents and you think they have everything together you think they've figured it out they're like yep. it, near the it, the end stages of their life where they're just gonna chill the rest of their life <laughs> you know what I mean and all they're doing is just wasting time raising you <laughs> <laughs> but like they got they have a house they have multiple cars they have good jobs like you think they just know what's up. And so I always perceived that once I became a dad, I would be like that. Now that I'm a dad crap together, just yeah. Bad. Yeah. And now that I'm a dad, I'm like, did they know anything when, when they were raising me? Like I know nothing. Were you know you what I mean? The, were you yeah. the youngest? I was, I was okay. the youngest. That's I, me too. I was going to say my dad growing up collectively, he's like, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. You were our guinea pig. Mm-hmm. And that's, well, you're the oldest. Yeah, I am the oldest. It's exactly what my dad said to my brother, who's the oldest, too. He was just like, yeah, you're kind of our guinea pig. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we but learn on the go. <laughs> in, in the opposite effect, though, I feel like being a father, yeah, the first child is definitely your guinea pig, but it's also they also get the most attention because you can give them your sole attention. When you have two kids, then it's like, okay, now it's time to divide and conquer and try and figure out mm-hmm. who needs what when. Without trying to make the first one feel neglected now because they were so used to this. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting this. Yeah. Even it's, just, yeah. it's hard. Even so, like, I think with, oh, I only have one kid, but with, with the first kid, you want to be the perfect parent for that first kid and make sure everything they're teaching him every lesson you can. And mm-hmm. I'm starting to realize now that he's older, there's, there's not a perfect parent. I, well, and that's, and that's the thing you bring up a good point. Like, I feel like a lot of the lessons I learned from my dad weren't always intentional. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he didn't think to himself, Oh, lesson time. Let's do this. Yeah. It literally would be an action that he took in a moment. And I saw that. And then I was like, okay, this is how it's done in this situation. I think, yeah, the main thing is leading through example is the biggest thing that a kid picks up on. Exactly. Yeah. I agree on that. It's not the do as I say, you know, mm-hmm. it's do as I do. 
Yeah. And I love my dad, but I've learned a lot of how to act and a lot of how not to act from the way. And I mean, he's not perfect, but when you're young, you're thinking your dad should be, you know, this perfect model person of exactly how you should be. I'm far from that right now, (laughs) way too far away from it, but I'm trying, but my dad ruled like iron fist ruled, ruled by fear. And I'm trying my hardest to stay away from that and, and, and teach through example and teach through consequences that are not by my hand, but natural consequences mm-hmm. with things. So, no, totally. This is deep. We can get deep. <laughs> dude, in this oh, one. yeah, dude. Like, it's, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've always, it, it's funny because growing up, me and my dad are very much alike. Like, we are very similar people the way we act the way we talk, like our interests and stuff are very aligned. So growing up, we would butt heads quite often, Yeah, you know, like we would, we would get into like big arguments, especially when I was a teenager and I was like the last one in the house, we would get into some pretty heated arguments. One time I came home and he had posted, he posted this piece of paper on every door in the house and all the way down the hallway to my, down the stairs and down the hallway to my room that said, how much I cost him each month living there. <laughs> and it basically. <laughs> oh my God, that's genius. It was basically to the tune of pay rent or get out. <laughs> Granted, I was like, I was like 20, I think I was like 23 or 24. So it was after my mission. I was still there. I was just kind of coasting a little bit. <laughs> it was so funny, but so mean at the same time. <laughs> that is genius. I love that. Love that. Itemized. Like, completely itemized. Really? It was, it was oh, like yeah, a dude. spreadsheet? It was like, like Excel food, spreadsheet? TV, internet, hot water. room space, hot water, <laughs> temperature, like all that stuff. Well, you're gone for two years and pretty much just focused on one thing to where mm-hmm. you come home. It takes a... I, I'd imagine it'd take a long time to adjust. It is. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily have a, a solid plan for when I got home. Yeah. So I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I don't know, boo-boo. But yeah, my, so I was always independent, very independent kid, very Mm -hmm. independent teenager. And my dad, like he, he led through example because he's a very independent person as well. Like likes to grab things by the horn and just get it done. And so as a kid, I was that way too. And that's why we would butt heads is because I was very independent, wanted to do things on my own, wanted mm-hmm. to figure it out on my own. On do certain it your things. own way, exactly. not the way he told you not to do it. Not the way that he wanted it done. And he's an engineer. Nobody, <laughs> what 10 year old can do an engineer's hey, job? No, we can do that. <laughs> the same. My dad is an engineer. And yeah, we would butt heads a lot because I am an extremely independent person. And to the point where like, I'll prove you wrong. Yeah. Like, and it's bit me in the butt a few times. Yeah. But most of the time, like I am so driven myself that I will just, I'll just, I'll do it myself and I'll learn the hard way. And it, sometimes you learn a lot better by doing it that way. Like they oh, don't yeah. want you yeah. to. And Cause my dad always be like, you know, Chris, a wise man learns from the mistakes of that from their mistakes, but a wiser man learns from the mistakes of others. Dude, My dad told me that same All thing. All the time. And I was like, yeah. Well, I'm just wise. I'm not the wiser see, I, man. I did take, I took that lesson to heart though. Like I do. When he told me that. And I know you do too, but like it, I, this is what's interesting. So hearing you say it from how your father said it to me and how my father said it to me, like 
we took it in complete. Like when he said it to me, I was like, oh, that's freaking genius. Yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> but like, it sounds like when your father used it on you, it was in a, in a more condescending way. Yeah. So you're like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't ever think it was stupid, but yeah. I did think you're just bugged by you it. You can't every mistake, some mistakes you do have to learn for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, subconsciously I did take it into heart and I did start applying it, but I never let the man know. I never let him know. <laughs> never let him know. <laughs> never let him know they were right. You're that's right. when you lose. You were right. Huh. Yeah. You were wrong. That's the United. You were wrong. Stupid, nasty creature. I mean, in the same context, one of the smartest quotes I ever heard was, don't be afraid to be the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. Because then that gives you the ability to learn the most. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's genius. Because, like, especially being in the computer science and tech industry, it was almost as if you had to be the smartest person in the room to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. And everyone would be super condescending if you asked a dumb, a dumb, using quotes, you know, dumb question. And really, there is no such thing as dumb, in my opinion. No. And that's how well, you learn. I mean, I mean, yes and no. Well, no. I, As in the majority aren't, but some people say some pretty stupid stuff. Well, there's, there's common sense that's like. I mean, I mean more so no. like when you're in a meeting on a specific subject for a product or something, and it's a very technical atmosphere. Yeah. Well, and it's a place where you have all achieved being there so yeah. yeah so there's not a way you can ask a dumb question which yeah. goes to another thing too is i think it was my dad i don't know if it was my dad or not but i did get taught if you feel like you're the smartest one in the room you're not growing yeah 100 percent. you know what i mean yeah i you want to be around people who who push you what tony what Nothing. You, did you I just realize you it. think you're the smartest person in the room? Huh? No. Huh? Not even close. <laughs> Around you guys? Whatever. You're smarter than me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anybody can learn something from anybody. Yeah. Well, and it, it's, it's pride. Like, pride gets in the way, and that's yeah. exactly what that is. Thinking you're the smartest person in the room, you do. You close yourself off to getting any input yeah. from yeah. anyone else, no matter how small. See, I think that's what I like about being a father is because I'm so much smarter than my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you get so mad when they prove you wrong. Boy, let me tell you sometimes, something. No, sometimes I get so mad because in my head it is common sense. Yes. I'm like, I'm telling you no. So just don't do it. Like, where's there the, why is there the struggle here? Just don't. Everything or like when my kid is like freaking out, like Jude gets these uh, temper tantrums still and when he's going off and it's like, it's like, dude, the answer is no, just stop. And he's ah, and it's like, no, just, just don't like, why are you still freaking out? I gave you the answer. Now just stop. Like in my head, it's just perfect. It's just easy. The door's but, shut. Like, why yeah. is it not? Why is the sound still coming through? <laughs> right. And it's just, I don't know. I wish I had better examples. Cause yeah, that no, it drives me nuts when it's like. I think you just described the frustration of all dads, right? But it's like, it goes back to that. It's like, okay, it's still, a, there's still a child. Like, especially with my oldest, Brinley, she just turned 10 not too long ago. And it's like, 
she's my oldest and she's 10 and and 10 is an age where you start to really get things but at the same time 10 is still very very young mm-hmm. and especially when i relate it to me my parents divorced when i was 10 and a lot happened when i was 10 actually and it's like that was so long ago and i remember being so young when it all happened but now flipping it and looking at brinley as a 10 year old i'm like you're so old you should just get this and I have, there's so many times in teaching moments and different things that we have to, Jenny and I both, we have to like stop and take that step back. And it's like, okay, hey, she is the oldest of our children, but she is still young. So we got to slow it down. She, you know, she's still a child and, oh yeah, it's tough sometimes. It, it is. Like, I know exactly what you mean. You probably have similar stuff with your oldest child. Like you just, you, you feel like they should get things or they should be better at certain things because yeah. of how old they are. There's times me and Kara have gotten after Katie and I, both of us have to remind each other like, Hey, she's still only 10. Like we need to remember that she's still a child and you know, to give her a break. So I do that with Alden. He's only four. I'm like, boy, you should wait, hold on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for real. But well, in a way he's your oldest child. Yeah. Like he's your only, but he's your oldest still. Granted, we that were kid to me felt like he's eight years old. Oh, for real. He's, he's, like, he's, he's leaps and bounds. He does not seem he's like he's, he's got four. an old soul. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, yeah. And Alden, same thing how you were saying with the temper, like the, them yelling and, and getting upset. I'll notice my voice raising. I'm like, I'm just <clears throat> teaching this kid that I'm being a hypocrite, telling him not to do it. And I'm doing it right back at him. So it's then like, I have like, to. No yelling. And I have like, to take, uh, yeah, I have to take a step back. <laughs> And I'll be like, okay, because that's it's, that's my immediate natural reaction because that's how it was approached to me growing up. And so getting to the other side of that and, and actually thinking outside of the situation has been a big thing that's kind of really helped me is like, okay, step outside of the situation and handle this calmly. Because when my dad, my dad was a spanker, right? He would spank. But I never thought I was getting spanked because of what I did. I thought I was getting spanked because dad was mad at me. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever, I don't think that's the right way to teach a kid mm-hmm. anything. Interesting. So that is interesting because I, I too was spanked as a child, but it, there was always intention. Like mm-hmm. it was like pretty much, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a handful that I'm like, man, I don't remember what happened, but I remember <laughs> I took a beating. <laughs> no, for and, real. Yeah. and it's, uh, you know, but for the majority of those, a lot of them were at that time deserved. Like I, yeah. like it was just ridiculous. I haven't gotten to that stage in fatherhood to where, I mean, my kids are old enough to even be like for me to be thinking, Oh, you're old enough. Why don't you get that? Or, you know, cause she, my oldest is only two. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious to see how I will handle those situations where, you know, it gets out of hand and I need to like reevaluate, reassess, take a step back, take a breather and then kind of go back in. I know one thing for me is you have to learn to humble yourself as a parent. There's been times and for I hate to admit it, it's mostly been on Jude. And I don't know if it's because he's the boy or what, but like I've gotten mad at him to the point where I've spanked his butt pretty good. And maybe... I don't know, long enough later that it's I've given it time for the punishment to sink in. But the whole time I am sick to my stomach and I end up going in, giving him the biggest hug and telling him, I'm like, Jude, I love you so much. I'm sorry I laid my hands on you like that. But, 
you did this wrong. And, you know, I don't make it to where it's okay that he did something wrong, but I apologize for me overreacting. And I'm hoping, I mean, it's hard right now because he's definitely not getting it yet, but I'm hoping as he gets older, he'll see, okay, dad can recognize when he overreacts and he apologizes for it. So I need to start doing the same. Yeah, sometimes you know. it needs to marinate. Yeah. So it won't happen oh, yeah. when you want it to. But right. Just, mm-hmm. Exactly. Behind the spankings and me getting behind the idea of intention is, I don't know about you, Chris, but a lot like Tony, my dad would, you know, spank us, send us to our room, and we'd be in there for maybe like a half hour to kind of think things through. Then he would come in and he wouldn't necessarily apologize because that was the punishment for our actions. Mm-hmm. But he would say, I want you to know I still love you. And he would explain why we got it. And then, you know, we'd hug it out and then go do whatever. It was like, then Mm -hmm. it was done. And so I'm curious if that's similar in your, in your situation, since you took it so personally. No, no, no. See, and that, I feel like if you're, if that's something you, I know it's so controversial, but I think that it does stick to a kid if, if that's the way, I mean, yeah, you have to do it with a purpose and yeah, it has to be. It has to be under a controlled environment, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But my dad would just get mad and lash out. And actually, you know what? I had mixed because there was that one. And those are the ones that I actually was like, yeah, I deserve that. But the ones where he, it just he was mad about something, it was it was just like, what the heck is his problem? You know what I mean? So I think that the way your dad handled it is is actually like the gold standard for how, how something like that should be done. Because, yeah, there's there's the bite, but then there's got to be the love and intent afterwards mm-hmm. saying, okay, it was because of this action that the consequence was this. You knew well that this was going to be a consequence of, of, of an action like that. My dad, he would do that sometimes, and those are the lessons that did stick. But when he did it, just – he, I mean, he got a little hot-headed sometimes, you know. And so mm. – <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's still, I love my dad. I do. And he wasn't perfect. And, and I had so much resentment before because of it. But now that I understand that hey, this guy's learning too, he's a human being like, well, like we all are, but. Uh, it's like, it's like you were yeah. telling me the other day, like when you, that classic, there's like a lot of like dad lines, you know what I mean? Like everyone's heard them. Everyone's dad says them, but one of the biggest ones we were talking about is this hurts me more than you. Oh, I hate it. And as that. a kid, you're just mad. You're like, you didn't just get hit in the freaking butt with oh, the really? belt, dude. What are you oh. talking about? Like, yeah. whatever. And now as a dad, even giving out the dumbest punishment sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, even just being like, you don't get to watch TV the rest of the day. You're like, oh. Well, gosh, I'm such an a-hole. So funny funny story, though, with that is one time. So we were at my grandparents' house, and I was told not to go in the corral where all the – my grandpa had oxen. But I was told not to go in the corral where all the manure was, and I had new shoes on. Uh Uh-oh. And I went in the corral, and he's like, okay, when you get home, you're getting so many spankings. I was like, oh, no. So the rest of the day, I was – just absolute dread about what was going to happen when I get home. Well, we get home and I was like, okay, is it time for my spankings? He's like, what? Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. It's time for your spankings. I told on myself. Uh, dude, <laughs> I, of it. 
Definitely don't have an engineer's brain for sure. <laughs> Dude, it's that well, I get it though. Like that—that's the. I think that's one of the other hard parts about being a dad, especially like growing up. The times that I would get spanked um, or threatened with the belt. I think I—I I swear I got hit with the belt like once on the butt. Mm. My dad and mom say they—he never actually hit me with the belt. He would—he was just real good at taking it. He had a massive belt buckle, <laughs> and he would undo it in two seconds. It's just like. <laughs> Like that thing was in the air, and I was like, "I'm sorry, forgive me." Like, yeah, like dude. I was immediately groveling. Like, like Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's straight up. And every single belt loop, it would made hit a sound. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. But like, I I feel like same as you guys. Like some of them, I'm like, I have no idea. I don't remember at all what I did. But other ones, I'm like, yeah, I deserve that. I think it's the same for all of us. But I remember a lot of times. Like, my dad would come home from work, and my mom would be mad at me for something I did. And, she, you know, she'd give you that, wait till your father gets home. <laughs> oh, I hated yeah. that. You're like, oh, balls, I screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I hated so, that And he'd get home, and, like, he, it, I felt bad. For, I feel bad for him now, looking yeah. back, because the dude would just get side, you know, side blasted, hit or whatever. By mom coming up and being like, your son, listen to what your son did, this, 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 and this. And dad's like, oh, I just come from work, but Cameron, and you're like, well, not oh, to mention, guy. too, he's made out to now be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The enforcer. Yeah. The enforcer, yeah. So I actually had a talk with Lisa about that. She didn't didn't actually do that, saying, wait till your dad gets home. But I said, if you need me to talk to him, if he's acting out, because I don't know, it's maybe it's just a male voice or, or whatever it is. He, he actually listens to what I'm saying. Some, you know, a little more than her sometimes. And so I'll be like, I don't want to be the guy who my son dreads me coming home because, you know, he did something wrong. I said, so if if there is something there during the day, call me, have me talk to him and then we can we can figure it out then. But I don't want you to be like, wait till your dad gets home. I just don't like that. I don't like that philosophy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm supposed to be. I don't know. You just don't want to feel like the bad guy no, all the time. No. Like you want, you don't want your kid to cower to you when you come home. And I, I mean, I never got to that point with my dad, except for the days that I knew I did something bad. So when he would come home, I knew I was gonna. But at the same time, I trouble. want, I want him to have that respect for Lisa as much as he does for me, and not, not respect her because I'm gonna get upset about it. Or act good for her because I dad's gonna get mad and, and I'm gonna get punished for it. I want him to have. It's just, dude. It's so technical. There's it's, so much. You know, there's when, no answer, right answer. When I was growing up, I didn't have. I think I got spanked once, and it still sticks with me today. But it worked. It, it worked. But <laughs> see, I had the psychological punishments, like, and it was mostly from my mom, and it was the ones where it's like. Oh, what would she say? I'm like, not mad. I'm just disappointed. disappointed. Yes. I was like, oh, my gosh, I disappointed my mom. Like, I just. <laughs> <laughs> and now. I, like, I don't that know. was bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, rude. Really? Like, I, I look back and I mean, I was like any kid. I got into trouble here and there. But like the one time. So the one time I got spanked, it's because I didn't come home from a friend's house when I was told to. And. 
other than that, the one other time I remember like severely getting in trouble and it wasn't even that bad of a punishment. My parents just laid a basketball court and the neighbor girls dared me to take my shoes off and run across the cement. And so I did it. (laughs) Dude, I'd spank you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, get over here. Get over my knee. I'm spanking you now. (laughs) Can't believe you you did that. Do you know how long it takes to lay cement? (laughs) Well, and that's just, so the punishment was I had to go to my room and I had to stay there until the guy who did it could come back over and smooth everything back out. And, um, and then my mom came up, she gave me a talk. I can't even remember the talk. And then that was it. And it's like, those are the two childhood punishments I remember. And, and I'm just like, like again, not to like put myself on this high horse, but it's like, I really never got into trouble. I didn't drink. I didn't do anything. I stayed out late a few times, but it's like all in all, I didn't get into a whole lot of trouble until I met you guys and we trespassed at the Indian schools. He <laughs> <laughs> immediately pointed to me like I'm the instigator. You threw us under the bus. Dang. <laughs> no, but Austin always resists. Remember to see if, if we're all serious about it, and then he's like, "Okay, let's go." But no, <laughs> to like be fair, I've asked my parents. We were all under the bus at that point. It's true. Yeah, I. Uh, I've straight up asked my mom before, though. I'm like, what did you do that, like, because even my sister, too, like, she had a few things here and there. But again, she never got into any serious trouble. And it's like our parents never had to pick us up from a party for underage drinking or bail us out of jail or anything like that. Like, it was never anything major. And my mom didn't have, like, a straight answer for me. And she's like, you were just good kids. And so I just, I think as a father now, I'm like, that's, that's where I'm at is like, I, I just want my kids to be able to come to me and be open about whatever it is they do. If they happen to underage drink or do something and like they drink at a party and now they can't drive, I just want them to have the responsibility and the guts to call me and say, I can't drive, I drink. And then me on the flip side as a parent to be able to find that happy medium where they know they're in trouble, they will be punished for it, but not in a way to where now they want to keep secrets from me. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like where my kids are at, especially Brinley being 10, it's like she's just a couple years away from being a teenager. It's like I feel like I need to find that happy medium now before it's too late. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, totally. I feel like... See, I feel the same. Like, me and my brother and sister, we were all pretty, pretty mellow kids. I honestly you were was, a mellow kid? I honestly was probably the craziest out of the three of us. Three the, of us? I don't know, but the stories I've heard, well, it, I it, don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's the funny thing. It's amazing like, your mom has hair. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> but that's the funny thing is, like, I was, same as Tony, like, I didn't, I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. I wasn't into any of that stuff, like... Just mischievous. I was just super mischievous, like yeah. shooting water balloons at, you know, roller hockey players and cop cars and and just toilet papering <laughs> people's houses, like doing all the dumb stuff, jumping my car over railroad tracks at 65 miles an hour, you know, crazy <laughs> stuff. But same thing, though, I never had a curfew. And the right. only time, like, my mom would really worry is if it was really late, she would call me. Just to make sure I wasn't dead. See, that was my mom. She would just say, call me at midnight. Let me know where you're at and who you're with. And I just want to know you're not in a ditch somewhere. Right? It was always a ditch. <laughs> but like, and I've noticed, I think what it is, at least what my parents did with us, is they, 
they were always good at just laying out kind of kind of the ground rules in the sense of like growing up religious. They said, this is, you know, this is what we believe. This is what we practice. We expect you not to drink alcohol, not to do drugs. We expect you not to do those things. This is what will happen if you do. This is what will happen if you don't. But the, ultimately, they gave us the power to yeah. decide. See, Jenny was actually just saying this last night, is that as parents, we want to focus on teaching our kids about consequences. Mm-hmm. It's like there's good and bad consequences, but every single choice you make is going to have a consequence. There is not a choice out there that does not have a consequence to follow. And if you can get it in your kids' heads, that meaning, then hopefully they can stop and say, okay, before I make this choice, what's going to be the consequence? More so, more so cause and effect. Yeah. They see the end. Not a, not necessarily a consequence, but an effect. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, and like for me, kind of like what you were saying, how your parents on the religious level, see, I grew up religious to up to 10 years old, which isn't much. And then we fell away, but I hate to say it, but like I... I grew up staying away from that stuff because my dad did it. And so like when people say, oh, I look up to my dad, he's my hero. I love my dad to death. Don't get me wrong. But I looked up to him in a way of what not to do. And so now. See, and I wonder if that's the exact reason that you're looking for from your mom. Is that like, well, how did you raise such good kids? Well, you had a terrible example. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. what not to be. Right. And, and I mean, what my dad did, I'll, he. And don't, and don't get me wrong. I'd love your dad. Like I've, I've met him. He's a great he's guy. He's a fun dude. Yeah. Been to yeah. a concert with him. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but I totally get the whole, the alcoholism and stuff like that because I can mirror you in a lot of that fashion that my mom's side of the family was all drug addicts, all alcoholics and just, you know. A lot of drama, a lot of drama. You, you and saw so, the you, you saw, saw the, the effects. Yeah. You saw the consequences. So I had a real life example of cause and effect if I went down that path, and it was a natural repellent mm-hmm. for me to go the other way. Mm-hmm. Well, seeing somewhere as a kid, you have to have that smarts because how many kids out there have parents like that that follow in their footsteps? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I saw my dad doing, so I'm going to do it too. Like to be able to have, you know, the knowledge to make that choice. I saw what it did to my mom and maybe it was because we were such a small family. My sister's eight years older than me. When this all happened, she was 18 with one foot out the door already. So she was pretty much gone. So it was literally just me and my mom. And I think even though I was too young to fully understand what was going on, I still saw the heartache that she went through And I just, I think subconsciously, I was just like, I cannot put a woman through this. Mm -hmm. And so like now as a husband and a father, there's just no way I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely mirror that because yeah, that the, my mom's side of the family, there was a lot of drama where, you know, same, same thing. My grandpa put my grandma through a bunch of crap and then to mirror that, not only her, her husband, but her own son went through and put made her life a living hell. Kind of like and he so, mirrored his dad. Yeah, he mirrored his dad. And so I saw, just like you, that exact scenario play out where 
my poor grandma was an angel and still is. And, um, just, I, I never wanted to do that to anyone. Like that was a great Mm -hmm. reason to not go down that path. Right. Zach, I want to hear some stuff from you. You've been quiet. Yeah, your your dad <laughs> is the just, only I'm one. I'm just listening. Your dad's no, the honestly. only one I I haven't met. Like I yeah. I know all their dads. His I've only met a couple times, but like I know their dads decently well. See, I've never what met Chris's yours? dad. You've never met Chris's dad? I, I think I've seen him like at events, but I've never actually <laughs> met him. My dad. Dude, his mom's a saint. I, I met love your mom. My mom. But I love saint. My mom. Your dad, Zach, I've I've he's a cop. gotten to know him very well, and he yeah. is a wonderful guy. Can I say something about consequence, like cause oh, and effect yeah. real quick? So with Alden, he's at a stage now to where he's picking up on things. So I'll give him, instead of saying, go do this, I will say, this needs to be done. If it gets done, this is what's going to happen. Everything's going to be good. You know, you're going to get to keep your toys or whatever. Go If you clean them up. I said, if you don't clean up your toys they're going to be taken away until you can prove that you deserve to have them back. And so I like that. So that's what I've been doing with him. And and I used to just lay out what the what the scenarios were are. Now I'm to the point where I'm like, "Okay, all the new toys need to get cleaned up." I go, "You know what's going to happen whether you choose or not choose to pick them up." And he'll just think about it in his head and you can tell his brains ru- winding, you know what I mean? His little hamster running around in there. Sometimes <laughs> he'll throw a fit for a second. And I'll be like, remember what happened to your Legos? And he's all, and then he'll go clean up. So now I'm letting him realize that there are whatever path he decides to go to, there's always going to be an effect of it. It's about letting them have a little bit of control. Yeah. But you're controlling the control that they have. Right now, yeah. (laughs) See, and I never had any of that. It was just do this because I said so, do it now. And I like to to explain to him beyond that, that why he he needs to and, and why dad has had to go through it. And I, I just trying to teach him to be a human, a decent human. And when, when you look at me, it doesn't pick you up very well. Is it picking me up now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sorry. That's all I wanted to say about that. No, yeah, that's yeah. great. I like it. <clears throat> yeah. Was your dad? Tell us about Could, daddy Van Beacom. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. My dad, he was a cop growing up all the time. I mean, so iron fist. So you were in handcuffs a lot, basically. I, I picture having a dad as a cop being Scary. a bad thing. Same with the military father, but, like the same type of thing. Yeah, yeah. See, you Very say close. that, but I also saw the exact opposite in high school because I remember some kids that were sons of cops, and it was like they thought they could get away with everything. I feel like everything. I feel like as a as a child of a cop, you're gonna be. Either walking on eggshells in the perfect little child or a total D bag. Careful what you're just, saying, you might be a narc. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, He's working for the Clintons. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, I mean, you guys have seen firsthand the, the opportunities that I've had with my dad being a cop. Got me. I out mean, of a I ticket. got Cam out of a ticket. <laughs> yeah. um, I, in all honesty, have only gotten one ticket in my entire life. I have been pulled over probably about 10 or so times. That's and, it. And every, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Last but month. that's the thing too is, <laughs> is I know better. That's, yeah. I get a ticket. My dad looks at me and says, you know better. Yeah, you're right. Gosh, <laughs> I just it. show you mug shots and be like, this guy did coke. <laughs> this guy's on mess. So actually, um, he never did that until, um, so my dad growing up, 
he was actually kind of a very hard guy to live with for the first little bit. He was on edge. He worked for Ogden City Police Department. Ooh, scary. And, things, and back then. The things that he saw and the things that happened, oh, yeah, it was it was bad. I mean, and even even he, now it's still kind of the armpit of Utah, it's but it's right. like nowhere near what it was, I'm yeah. imagining, yeah. when he was a cop. And he, he saw a lot of things and brought a lot of work home. Um, but he really, like, when I started getting, like, into my teens, he really lightened up. And in all honesty, to where I'm at today, it's all because of my dad. Yeah. I have my work ethic. I 100% learned from him, you know? Um, now curious because we've all kind of talked about our fathers, uh, leading and like how they discipline and stuff like that. It does. Are you, you, I'm assuming you learned by example, like he showed you not by telling you, but by showing you how to work hard, like hard work ethic. Oh yeah. Like I, growing up, my dad had two to three jobs. Consistently. Same. Constantly, always working, always so he could provide, so we could have, you know, a fun childhood. Um, in fact, I, this was one of our funnest Christmases. He used to work for, I don't know if you guys ever remember Lionel Toy House. Oh. No, I don't remember. They used, they used to have one in the Ogden City Mall. It shows how old it is. Oh, dude. He used to work security there, so he'd get like 50% off of anything in there. Man, we had one Christmas where it just was... Like the whole living room was just full of toys. Yes, the, the living room of the house was the Lionel Toy Factory. Yes, or whatever. pretty much. <laughs> that's what it felt like. But I mean, that's that's why my dad did it though. Is he knew the jobs to work, he knew what to work, so he could provide for his kids at the time what they needed. Now, and, now curious, and I'm I'm just gonna start questioning everyone because I'm I'm so fascinated. Did you, with him working three jobs? did you ever feel like you didn't get enough time with him? Cause I feel like that's a lot of jobs and mm-hmm. a lot to juggle and not a lot of time able to spend with your family. No, because, and I'll explain why um, he, and I don't know how my brothers felt, but for myself. Um, so my dad, um, when I was, how old was I? Seven, eight. When I started becoming, you know, really more acknowledgeable about things. Um, he actually worked for security for a movie theater. And every weekend I went with him to work. And so he, I'd see two movies every weekend. Oh, dang. And I get him for free. So is that why that's you're a why. movie buff? That's what started it. That's exactly it, yes. why. That's now, what started it. <laughs> what he doesn't know is his dad took him just as like a preemptive body shield, you know, pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the kid at him. See what happens. You can't shoot me. Scramble. <laughs> I'm um, 10. You can't shoot me. <laughs> I mean, I, I always loved movies before that. I mean, you, you could always catch me in my room just watching a movie, but... That's what like kind of started it. Glad he said movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? Nothing. Oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, no, I, that's how I got to spend my time with my dad. And it was funny. There was some movies where I'm like, hey, dad, I want to go see this one. Like one was basketball. And oh, he'd be like, all right. He, my dad didn't care back then. I mean, it's not like. Now with my kids, like they want to watch rated R movie, and I'm like, no, you wait till you're older. Man, I'm nine years old, and I'm like, I want to go see baseball. My dad's like, all right, I go see it again because I think it's hilarious. By the third time, my dad's like, all right, I gotta see what this movie's about. No, next thing you know, he walks in and he watches a part of it. And uh, anyways, um, 
I get out of the movie and he goes, you're not seeing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's man. It's one of those moments where he's like, ugh, I have to. <laughs> he's like, no, nah, you're not seeing that to one again. To be fair, though, the old R is the new PG-13. That's for real. Not it's far true. off. You know what it's I mean? It's true. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the same way. I remember both my parents worked growing up. And so my mom, this was when Smith's had a video store inside of it. And so she was always mm-hmm. bringing me home movies and stuff. And I grew up on R-rated movies. And now I think as a father now, I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah, my kids aren't watching that. Yeah. And mine weren't like terrible. Like I, I grew up on like all the old Van Damme movies, Kickboxer, Bloodsport. Like they're, they're violent. But you I grew just, up on horror movies. Well, <laughs> that, that started when I was 10. This oh, was, okay. this was All right. before that. So Bren's 10. Can she start watching this? So, no. You know what's funny? Is I, and I've noticed this just from talking, she doesn't to, want to. talking to a lot of different people. Is like you, you tend to be slightly opposite of what your parents were. So when your parents are like too lax, you most children crave more structure. And they try to go the opposite way and say, well, I don't, I shouldn't be watching this stuff or like, like sometimes Hmm. Kaylee will come in and we'll be watching like a, a Netflix show that's MA Hmm. and she'll like look at it and she'll be like, I can't be in here. This isn't for kids. (laughs) All that same thing. (laughs) Then go. (laughs) You're like, oh, now I feel guilty. I know. Right. And then you're like, oh man, why are you calling me out? Well, I think that's just the natural flow of parenthood so, right because growing up you especially when you become a father or a mother you want to be a better version of your parents mm-hmm. um and i think that's the direct cause of that is that okay my parents were super strict growing up so i'm not going to be as so strict i'm going to give my kids everything and then your kids are going to crave structure mm-hmm. um and then vice versa and then they're going to be super structured and their kids are going to be like give us freedom yeah exactly See, i so feel it's like, like i'm like definitely dynamic. i'm more structured than my parents were mm-hmm. growing up for sure I, oh, I, yeah, for sure. I don't know we're so nitpicky on how clean the house has to be and different Dude, things like that like that's a weird one because as a kid i was so messy like i did not care whatever it wasn't until my mission that you that know you had to take care of yourself exactly so yeah. it's like me and this other dude and this other dude's not doing any cleaning and i'm like this is disgusting <laughs> so i ended up cleaning all the time because i hated it well and I was it like, didn't help that you're also it. in argentina with dirt floors oh that's true dude like dude, i don't know how you even to, begin to I clean gotta that. tell you guys about the great cockroach freaking Debacle. war that i had oh it was ridiculous Oof. but anyways that's a story for another time to, to kind of answer your question, earlier question, Austin, because my dad also worked like two to three jobs a lot, a lot of the time. And a lot of it was to give us like these massive Christmases. One of my best childhood memories is every Christmas was like this, just like, whoa. And it, I come to find out now, like he was working two to three jobs over time. And, and in some situations went into a little bit of debt, like on Christmas and then would make it up, you know, but most of the time. I was fine with it, but I do have this like distinct memory of like a week, like I think it was like a week because, you know, kids, your concept of time a week is like a two years. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it was this week I didn't see my dad that much and it made me sad. Like I was real sad, even though like, you know, every once in a while I'd act out and he'd get mad at me or whatever, but I missed him. And I remember talking to him once. I was like, Dad, I saw him. I was like, Dad, why, why are you gone all the time? And I feel bad now because, like, I feel like that's one of those moments where unintentionally the kid, like, Hurts. makes your parent feel bad. Right. Because 
it's that moment where he's like, well, I'm doing this for you, but obviously because I was so young, I didn't understand. And I was just like, I don't see my dad and I want to see my dad. Yeah. Now curious, how old do you know how old your parents were when you, when they were raising you? My dad was 31 when I was born. Okay. And he's six years older than my mom. Okay. So, yeah. And I was the last one again. Like my sister's nine years older than me. My brother's four years older. So we had decent gaps between all of us. The one thing that I hate the most about being a father is you're spending all this, especially me and Jess, right? We're spending all this quality time with with Micah and Paige. But... (laughs) They're so young that they're never going to remember it. Oh, yeah. But there's a part of me that believes that what we're doing now will be deep rooted in them. They won't mm-hmm. remember it, but they'll. I think it, so. Like, it builds change, into their it character. builds into their character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's and like, that's what I tell myself to make myself feel better. Anyway. Well, it's an unspoken thing. It like does. even looking back, think about how in those times that you know our parents got after us and might have spanked us. We don't remember what it was for. But the character building behind that is still with us. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know whatever it was, it worked. I know that it was necessary. And I don't have any ill feelings towards them for it. Like, kids are crazy resilient. Like, there's times when I've had to, I've gotten so angry with, like, Kaylee. And, like, you know, I've I've yelled to the point of where, like, she goes to her room and two minutes after, I'm like, gosh, like, Mm -hmm. why did I do that? Like, and I want to, I go in and I, like, kind of. Same thing, like, hey, I'm sorry I overreacted, but, like, this is why. This is what happened. I shouldn't have gone as high as I did, but do you understand, you know, that but kind of thing? But you don't poke the bear. But then, like, literally, <laughs> the yeah. second, I, like, we we talk and stuff and you let her out of her room, it's like it never happened. Yeah. Like, they're so, like, hey, Dad, love you. You know, it's like, you do? You still do? Well, you got, yeah. I mean, you got to remember, who, like, their best friends change on the <laughs> daily, True. which is hilarious. True. But... To go back, me growing up, um, my dad, we were living in the basement of a house and my dad was going to college full time, managing his job full time. And I remember I would go with him to his study classes on the weekends so he could pass his uh, exams to become an engineer. And so that right there was like me watching my dad do hard work. It was boring AF (laughs) as a kid sitting there, just like watching five nerds do calculus, but it nerds. I'm like, okay, so this is what you got to do to, you know, be successful. And so that's kind of where I mirrored that. But I did hate that. I didn't get as much time with my dad as I wanted, but, um, I was lucky enough to at least have a stay at home mom who was always there. And, so it's just kind of interesting to see the different work ethics versus the amount of time spent with the kid and just how, how you kind of portray that or, or mm-hmm. think about that. Seeing the work ethic thing, thing too, my dad is, he'd always, this needs to come first before you do anything. Yeah. So, I mean, I learned my work ethic as well from, yep. from my father. Yep. But I made the distinct goal that when I had children, I wanted Lisa to have the choice to either stay home or, or go to work. I That was a big thing for me that I worked very hard that I was like, this is going to happen. And, I mean, she decided to stay home, which I'm very grateful for. Because my mom, so I've got, I get characteristics and things from my dad and like little, but I see the world through my mom's eyes, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So my mom sees the good in everything. I mean, of course everybody has their She's fault. a saint. She's a she's a good <laughs> woman. And so having that time, I don't care what anybody says. Like 
people can care for your kids very well, but nobody they they don't feel that love unless they're with their mother. You know what I mean? The yeah. mother's a mother's love is is, is oh yeah a powerful I thing. Mean, when, honestly, when I kind of when when I think of my parents, I actually think of like a forge, like a blacksmith's forge. And I think of like the fire itself is life. You know, it's it's heating you up. It's making you malleable. And then your dad comes in. He's like, <laughs> for lack of a better uh, analogy, he's like the hammer. He's the shaping tools that help shape your character. But you can't be polished up and finished without the love of your mother. Yeah. Kind of setting it in and like cleaning up those rough edges that that your father might have left. Like she comes in nourishing and loving you. And kind of like smoothing you out. Yeah. So now I'm gathering everyone here. We're all very, we all come from extremely conservative households. Oh, you. Like all of our fathers worked, all of our mothers. I mean, I don't know about necessarily. My mom worked. Yeah. But she, so we had, I had a stay at home mom. Same. Cam, same with Chris. Yeah. My mom worked. Oh, Your mom worked. Mm -hmm. My mom worked full time all the time growing up. Interesting. We'll have to jump into that. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying my personal experience. Well, because no I, I was going to say, no, no, no. I mean, I've, and that's another thing. There's no right answer to it. But yeah. I, I do believe, and same as you, like, whether it's my wife or me, I want one of us in the home. Yeah. You know? I mean, everyone complains about this gender role stuff. I don't think it ever really mattered which person was home. But I feel like as a marriage, that's kind of the thing. It's like, if you're not out winning the bread whether you're the mom or dad, it doesn't really matter. But if you're not the one doing that, I feel like it's good for the other one to be home and like helping on the home front, raising the kids, helping with that. Like there's obviously different situations. And so people will have daycare, whatever, but same as you, I feel like I, I personally don't want my kids to be learning more from someone else than they are for me and my wife. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish Lisa was a sugar mama. Dude, I'd be all I'd be, I'd be I'd be so home. down for I'd be, it, dude. I'd be ecstatic. I'd be dad. like, have a great day, honey. I'll have dinner ready later. Yeah. I'd be so for it. I, See, would do I it. think for me, if I was a stay at home dad, my problem, like, this is where Jenny and I are different, but in a good way, is when Jenny was working. Luckily, we finally made the jump. I think it's been about a year and a half ago she was able to quit and be a stay at home mom. But beforehand, she was working nights. I would work days. And she'd she'd usually work four to midnight and I would work eight to six. And so for that two hour gap, my mom would come in and watch the kids and stuff. But for other than that, though, it was always Jenny in the morning, me at night. And Jenny, I don't want this to sound bad on her. But she wouldn't really Tread get carefully. She wouldn't get You're going uh, into dangerous territories, Tony. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I'm talking about, though, as far as like this was the difference that was perfect is she would focus all of her time on the kids, which was fantastic because that's what that's what a stay at home mom is for. Um where me, I would come home and I would focus on chores in the house. Like I could still get the kids ready for bed and different things, but I wasn't playing with them as much. I wasn't doing as much with the kids um, because I was just kind of coming home. I was getting dinner done, getting them ready for bed, that you type open of thing. the door thing. and it's creaky. Eh, I got to fix that. <laughs> Dude, I'm such but a busy what's this? What's this nail out of place? Where's the hammer? See, but every little thing. (laughs) I don't know. So now, now it's nice because with her not having to work 
she can space out her projects and different things and get the stuff done. And now I, that means vice versa. I can come home and actually have that time with the kids. Mm -hmm. And so, and when I made my decision for that too, I like analytically went through my head. Lisa's a very much, very much so a more patient person than I am. And I just, dude, I'm a busybody too. I just, I always Mm -hmm. have to be, out yeah, doing that's, something. That's my biggest advice as a parent is I feel so guilty because I will set out at the beginning of the day, pretty much every day, I'll be like, okay, today I'm going to spend a good amount of time with Micah one-on-one, and then I'm going to do the same thing for Paige and just really enjoy their age mm-hmm. and where they're at in life. And then the day just escapes me. I'm oh, yeah. so... I've got a million things running around in my head and I'm constantly running around doing other things and getting things done. And that's great. But I hate that I can't almost like live in the moment. Like I can't enjoy because even when I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm paying attention to my daughters in the you're, back you're of my thinking head, about stuff like, that needs oh, to get crap. done. Okay. I need to go do this. I need to go do this. Mm-hmm. And I can't really relish that moment. And so you're not all the way there. Yeah. And yeah. it makes me so mad, man. See for me, I'm not as much of a busybody like that. I can definitely slow my head down. My problem is, is I build up these expectations like, oh my gosh, we're going to have this family day. We're going to get out. This is what it's going to be like. And it's going to be a gay old time. And <laughs> like and happy. Then... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, no. <laughs> But, uh, but then, you know, real life happens. It's not like in the movies. Your kids are throwing tantrums, this and that. And yeah, like I get so mad. But then you stop and you think back and you're like, no, that was still a good day. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really was. You don't focus on the bad. And I don't know. <laughs> but then once again, <laughs> but then. Then, then, like, our kids are in, I don't know, we're right now, we're really, like, having to point out the things that they are privileged for, I guess you could say. Like, earlier, or, uh, I think it was... Dad, fix the Wi-Fi. You're lucky you even have it. Oh, wait. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to the library. (laughs) No, like, we let the kids... Um, left school one day to take him to the zoo <gasps> and the shame and then like a c- couple days later they're just like we never get to do anything fun we're like what it's like we literally let you stay home from school so we could go to the zoo <laughs> I broke the law for you <laughs> I don't know it's just little things like that that it's like we have these great fun family days then the kids will turn around and like, seem ungrateful for it and then once again you have to stop and be like okay hey, they will remember this though, yeah. and they will come back to it, and they'll be grateful later. It's like so. your Disneyland story. Like nothing takes the wind out of your sails as a parent more than when your kid isn't like crazy excited about your surprise. Right. Literally, like I'll, I'll like I'll come home and I'm like, oh, I got this little surprise. Kaylee's gonna love it. And I'm like, hey, look what I got for you. And she's like. When did you get the other one? I'm like, <laughs> you get nothing. See, my thing with that too is I love surprises. I Me love too. surprises. Me too. I love receiving them and I love giving them. Yup. And my kids are definitely not surprise kids. Yeah. You, you don't just, say. <laughs> Bryn, 
I was going to say we have a picture to prove a brain the look, surprise The face. look of surprise yeah. on her face. Pretty much, here's what it is. <laughs> Parenting is the ultimate improv. A lot of it. Oh, yeah. You got to just on the fly... There's no book on this. No, there's a lot of books. There's but a I feel lot like of books. Wrong. I'd burn them. <laughs> burn them all. But you can get a good base. But a lot of it's improv, because every kid's different too. Yeah, every kid's completely different. Well, there's so many weird. Well, the thing I I noticed that's funny about kids is where do they pick some of these things up? Like literally, some of the things they just like. You're like. No one in this family enjoys that. Why do you <laughs> like it? Like, where did it come from? That's exactly why, though. It's the exact it's opposite. So, weird. so it's cool. But I think, like, to your point, Tony, like, at the end of the day, you'll look back and you will only remember the good stuff. Mm-hmm. The bad stuff is so easily forgettable unless it's, like, uh, bad. But, I mean, most of the time you look back and you're like, I don't remember anything bad happening that day. And they don't either. Mm. Like, they had, like, Kaylee, when we took her to Disneyland... She was so scared of most of the rides. She cried through Pirates of the Caribbean. She cried in the line to Star Wars because, like, some animatronic scared her. Like, the most silly things. She cried on the um, Alice in Wonderland, terrified her. But, but then me. again, both her and my nephew and my mom took him. She's like, why did I bring them on this? This is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she looks back now and she's like, that was, like, the greatest vacation of my life. I was like, you were crying, like, 90% of the time. See, my kids with Disneyland, they, when can we go to Disneyland again? It's like, oh, now you want to go to Disneyland. It's like, yeah, you hated it. <laughs> we're going to the Great Salt Lake Beach. <laughs> where, 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 see, where does the beach start and end, though? Like, it's just... Brine. Just sand. It's all brine. <laughs> brine everything. Yeah. See, I think one thing as a parent that is sometimes hard to swallow is when you have to be like, oh, my parents were right. Like, yeah. Like, um, oh, I was, I had a... I had an example. Dang it. No, I just, forgot. You had an epiphany just the other day. Yes. Um, Dude, I always find it, it's it's I'll the same thing. Like I said, like the, this hurts you more than it hurts me. <laughs> like figuring out that he was right. You're like, oh, dang. Because then, <laughs> then I actually feel bad for all the stuff I did. Because I'm like, oh, man, like I put you through some rough times, man. <laughs> yeah. That's well, one thing, this isn't mind. what I was going to say, but one thing that kind of drives me nuts is... So my mom can butt in on our parenting pretty dang bad sometimes. We'll have to we'll have to always every so often come back around to telling her, okay, you know, back off a little bit. We got this. And it's hard because I know where she's coming from as far as like me now with my kids at the age that they're at. It's like, well, I'm the parent, I know more than you, I know better, so this is why you shouldn't be doing it. My mom now is still doing that to me, her child, because she's raised me. She's been there. She mm-hmm. knows better. And so she's trying to tell me, I've been through this. I know. So don't do that. But me being a parent, it's like, well, I want to make those own, my own choices. This is me parenting my kids now. Let me make the mistake and we'll see where it goes. And so it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, I get where she's coming from. I appreciate her advice, but it's like in the end, it's up to me if I want to take that advice. And, oh, man, yeah. My parents still parent me in a way of not like that, but in the way of I'll come to my mom with the problem. I'll be like, okay, this is what's going on. What would you do? She's like, Chris, you are a smart man. She goes, it's weird to say it, but you're a man. (laughs) I thought she was going to say, it's weird to say it, but you're smart. 
No, she's like, you, she, you know, she's just like, you, you are a smart young, or she says you're a smart young man. She goes, you know what to do. Like, and she, she, they just mm-hmm. take a step back and they know it's that. that. It's that pushing you out of the nest, yeah. you know, no, that's not my mom. Furthering it. See, that's my, <laughs> I love that my parents do that. Dude, but, same. My parents are the same. And my dad even had a talk because me and my dad butted heads. There's a lot of things I disagreed with. Like I said, he had a long talk with me and he just. I could tell that he thought about it all and he apologized for a lot of it we had. And that's when me and my dad had that moment. I was like, dude, like, like I said, like when you, when I was getting, when my dad posted that, uh, bill throughout the house, like we had been butting heads quite a bit. Um, and then as soon as I finally moved out of the house, we became like best friends. Yeah. Like, and it's funny cause now out of everyone in my family, I'm like the only one that can truly like, What's the word I'm looking for? Like pacify or like calm down my dad. Like if he actually gets mad, I can now just make fun of him with him. <laughs> and he he doesn't get mad at me anymore. It's it's one of the coolest things. Changes. Like it's one of the best yeah. relationships ever. Yeah. Like I love my dad so much. And it's so fun because now we're just buddies. See, even with my dad, it was just like the full the the circle of respect was finally linked mm-hmm. together yeah. with my dad when we had that talk. And I know he'd been he'd been searching for that the whole time I was trying to grow up and then that's what it took, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, of course I'm stubborn too, but I've learned to get over that, but we all are. But yeah, for me, sadly, sadly, I've almost feel like the divorce brought me and my dad closer because I would go and spend the weekends with him. Competition. (laughs) 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 Yeah. No, it was like, he was like practically, I mean, he was the iconic Disneyland dad. After the divorce, he was trying to buy our love and stuff and different things like that. When I'd, it drove my mom nuts because on the weekends I'd go and stay with him. We would do fun things, whatever it may be. Um, And then when I'd come back, none of my homework was done. Nothing happened. So now Sunday night, I'm trying to scrape to get everything done, and I'm back home with my mom. So now she's the one that has to deal with all that crap, and. It's one of those things where, again, back then, 10 years old, I don't, I don't know. I'm just having fun with dad and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I think now as an adult, now I look back and I almost, I wish my dad had more assertiveness. Like I wish he parented me more and I have, but with that, I have 10 times more respect for my mom. And so like I hear your stories about your dad's getting down on, you know, you know, and it's like, I almost wish I had that. Like I said, there was that one time I remember my dad getting really mad and spanking me. But other than that, to be completely honest, up to 10 years old with my dad living at home, I don't remember much. Like I remember memories that were told to me, if that makes sense, but I don't remember them myself. I mean, did you just get disciplined like real hard one time? <laughs> here's, here's what I, I down the stairs. I don't remember anything here's before wanna, ten. Uh, here's what yeah. I want to say to you, Tony, about that. I'm glad it didn't happen to you because you are a stand-up guy. Yeah, I, and you turned out awesome. That's, yeah, that's as a thing. human being. Like I look at this room of this group of men, and I honestly think that our parents' faults and and successes they had like did phenomenally well yeah like especially comparing because growing up you you start to see other people's families and you're like oh wow like i hear i thought i had like my dad got mad at me because i was late one night and i thought my family sucked and i'm like 
but then I see this over here, and it's just a train wreck. Like yeah. some kid's got a black eye, and you're like, holy crap. You think like, the grass wow. is greener, and it's a swamp oh, yeah. on the other oh, end yeah. of the fence. You know what I mean? It's just moss covering a lake of yeah. a puddle of mud. <laughs> what were you, Zach, you had something to say before that. You were going to make a comment right before Tony. He was itching his lip. I was going to say I didn't have any comment. You did too. I, no. saw, I heard you. Well, make a okay, comment. Well, anyways, well, I do. I do have a question for you. Going back to your dad being a policeman, did he, like, did that? Do you think that had an effect on how he parented you? Like, did he try to bring in like some of that police training, like, and use it in a way for his family, or did he kind of push it away? To where when he was at home, he wasn't a policeman in any way. Trying you to be cops. Yeah. Uh, at first, yes. I don't. I, it's, it's hard to say. At first, he just he brought a lot of work home. Wasn't that he tried to, you know, like he brought the we criminals were, home? I was well, like, we talking yes. about five just, like yeah. just like his attitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, he brought he brought his attitude and his demeanor home, and it showed. Yeah. Um, I feel like that'd be hard to shut off. It mm-hmm. and it is. It's it's a fine line to shut off into where you're gonna go. Um, but he never got on us for weird things. I mean, but that was also the hard thing too. We could never lie to him. He knew when we were lying. Immediately. He's a cop, man. He hooked him, he hooked him up to a lie detector test. He's like, oh, really? Every time. I'm taking like, you to the room. Um, I knew uh, there was one time my brother came home and he had a brand new pair of lucky jeans. Oh, lucky luckies. Him. They're not really around anymore. They're not cheap. But they're, they're they cheap. are, yeah. but I think everyone's over bedazzled yes. jeans at this point. And uh, anyways, uh, my dad was like, where'd you get those from? He goes, oh, I got them from a friend at school. And he goes, well, really, where'd you get them from? He goes, no, really, I have my friend, I bought them for like 20 bucks off of a friend. What, what's his friend's name? And he, so he, <laughs> What's his friend's name? He, uh, Investigation. <laughs> that's basically oh. what came to find out. My dad's like, okay, come to find out that, yeah, my brother gave, bought it off my friend, or off of his friend, but his friend stole like 10 pairs of these jeans from wherever, and then was talking them off at high school to oh, these geez. kids what? for like 20, 30 bucks. And my dad was like, no, no, we're I'm done. Gonna, we're taking these back. I'm going to bust up this jean ring. Into yeah, the investigation he, chamber. Pulls down the light over him. Where were you? <laughs> where just a, it's a swinging. It's just a swinging light in a dark room. So... Uh, I mean, it's in the kitchen. Mom comes in, flips the light on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Investigation time. <laughs> that reminds yeah. me of a story with with my dad. Or, or it was my mom, actually. I don't thing I stole when I was a little kid. I stole a pack of gum. And I remember getting to the car and I'm all <laughs> in the background. I was like, hmm, where'd you get that gum? And I was just like. I got it from in the store. She's like, okay. She grabbed me by the ear, took me into the store. I had to go take it back, pay for it, and apologize for stealing it. And I that sunk deep in my soul, and I have never even thought about anything like that ever again <laughs> in my life. Teaching moment. Just that. Yeah, it was a definite teaching moment. I'm sure the the lady was like, ah, it happens. You know what I mean? But to me, I was just like so embarrassed, mortified that I'd done that. Well, that's the whole point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It worked. How many of those teaching moments do you think go by on a daily basis that you don't realize it's a teaching moment until it's too late? Mm. Like, what do you mean? Like that we received or that we... No, that we as As fathers. As fathers to children. Like how many... Like something that you just brush off like, okay, don't do that again. And you just brush it off and it's done. When now, flash forward... Ten years from now, you look back going, oh, I really should have. 
Focus. Well, and that's the hard thing. It's like I said before, like a lot of times we took things as teaching moments that they didn't intend mm-hmm. as teaching moments. And so I feel the same thing. Like it's, it's constant. They're always watching. You don't know what part they're going to keep and what they're going to discard. Yeah. You know, with that, I read a meme one time and it was about having daughters and, um, gosh, it was something along the lines of like, as a father, you don't, I know I can't remember. Basically like as a father, you should show your daughter in action, the type of man she should marry. And so like, was it, was it, show like basically be the man that you want your child well more so be the husband to their mother the -hmm. way that they should be treated right and so it's like jenny and i were very affectionate and stuff even around the kids as far as we hug we kiss stuff like that and it's funny the kids get grossed out now and stuff but it's like when they grow old enough to understand that and see that love I'm hoping it's that subconscious memory where it's mm-hmm. like mom and dad loved each other. That's what I want, you know? And so I feel like I a lot of it comes out as a feeling. Like it's just something you feel is right. Like even though you can't put words to it, but the way your parents were, you, you feel, you know, the feeling of it being right. A prompting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. See, and that's like, again, it's like using my dad as an opposite example. Uh, Cause obviously he, cheated on my mom and stuff and so once again it was like what not to do mm-hmm. but and i was that actually brings up a question because i all of your parents are are like they are your parents as far as no step parents or anything mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. have any of them gotten close to divorce that I mean, you witnessed i i, I know it. i don't think so at all but again yeah if if it did they, there was no way they showed any signs to us mm-hmm. but i don't think so there was a stint where my parents went through a really bad hardship, but I don't know if that was ever on the table, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it was. Cause I was just ooh, curious, tense. like witnessing it as a, from a child's point of view, if you saw him get to like, get close and then fix it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just, curious. I mean, I, I feel at least the way I always grew up is that, I've never even heard the word divorce in my family. Yeah, same. Talking about my family. Yeah. At all. Like like I feel like my parents definitely went into it and were like, This this will never be an option. We're always gonna be working together to do the best we can. And so yeah, so like that's how I grew up. Like that's how I feel is is divorce isn't an option. Yeah. See, it was funny for me, like I remember very vividly walking down the stairs, my mom sitting at the kitchen counter, she just hung up the phone. She was just crying and she just straight up told me your father and I are getting a divorce. And like, I didn't fully understand what divorce meant, Mm -hmm. but I just knew it meant they were not going to be together anymore. And I just turned right back around, ran upstairs and cried. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. So to kind of pivot this, is there anything growing up that you wished your parents would have done different? Let me get my list out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think going back on what Chris said, it's hard because like, yes, I would, if I really thought about it, there's probably a handful of things here and there, but like Chris said, it's like, we wouldn't be who we are today. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you were to ask me that question 13 years ago or more, I probably could have had like a few things, but now that I'm old enough and past the point to where I can look back and see why they did those things. It makes sense to me. Yeah. 
What I, I mean, want to know is what my parents would do different. Like yeah, if, that'd be ooh, interesting. If you were to ask the same one. question to them. <clears throat> that like, would be interesting because I, and not to, I just remember growing up, I absolutely hated, I was in high school and I was one of the only friends of mine, or I was like the only person out of my group of friends that had a midnight curfew. So it was like, I was always the inconvenience. It was like, oh, I got to take Austin home. Austin has to go home now. <laughs> Great. Austin, um, you drove great. We all have to go home now. Mine Mike. was nine. Nine? Nine really? o'clock on even the weekend. Even through high school? Yeah, yeah, dude, I didn't even. Really? Geez. Yeah. I, I remember I, I slept. I would I would sleep in my van in random places. Oh, that's so sketch. And I would just be like, hey, I mean, this was what? 2005, bro? It was a different <laughs> that's world. That's still so sketch. Different world. But I would like call my mom and be like, I'm staying at this kid's house. And she'd be like, okay. And that See, was it. That's, my house was the hangout spot. Like, I remember the friends I hung out with most, they would always tell their moms, I'm sleeping over at Tony's house, and then we would go out and be out all night. Because then their moms would think they were at my house. My mom didn't care where we were at. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah. I can attest to that. Yep. (laughs) I remember falling asleep on your beanbag many times. So that was a comfy beanbag. That was. If I I could change one thing, it would be that I wish that my parents would have loosened up the leash and let me prove that I was a good person. Because they didn't. They had so Mm -hmm. many rules. Give you, give you. But how many kids were in your family? Eight. See, I, and and, and a family that large. Five or six. He had to do the math. So in a family, (laughs) in a family that large, I almost feel like you need extreme structure in order for like for anyone to survive. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a it's a parameter that's almost required because that that otherwise it's just utter chaos. Well, because the older the older child ends up, and I'm I'm betting it was like this, but I don't know for sure. The older child ends up being like another parent. No. Did that happen to your no. family? My sister definitely tried to be like another mom to me. Drove me absolutely my, insane as a child. My brothers were bullies. Really? Oh, big time. But Yeah. But I wish they would have, because honestly, I did some things, and I didn't do anything bad, but I would just not come home on time, just because I was like, I get in trouble anyway. So I just <laughs> wouldn't do yeah. it. No, I get that. I, I wouldn't. And, and yeah, that's on me. I, I, I should be listening to my parents, but I was just like, they don't give me... You know, there's no leniency on it at all. It's like you, you kind of wish they would let you make the mistake and then get the the lecture instead of them stopping you from making the mistake and still giving you See, the lecture. And I'm, I am such a fan of that. Like, I am a big fan of, I'm going to let you learn. Yeah. And then let's figure discuss it, out, it. And then I will deal with what it happens. Me. Do you guys know Christopher Titus? Yeah, I love Titus, dude. He does. He has this one bit. I can't remember it exactly, but he's talking about... Um, being a parent and watching his kid about to stick the fork in the light socket. And he's like, hey, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's see where see this goes. Let's, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> yeah, let's see how this plays out. Yeah, told you not to do that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm a big advocate for that because me personally, I am such an independent person and I want to learn and do things my own way. I don't want to be told how to do something. I just want to figure it out. And yep. so if I see Micah trending down that path, same with Paige, I'm going to be all for it. It's independent thinking. I will be, I will be watching her with the biggest smile on my face. No matter what happens, that's going to be a learning moment. Yeah. Well, now, like, is Jess I, on the same page? I don't know. Hmm. But when she's not around, that's how it's going to play out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> critical thinking. It teaches critical yep. thinking. Yeah, yeah. And I do that with Alden unless it's something that I can see leading to something that's going to well, go. Well, something that will hurt him. Yeah, yeah. that's going to mm-hmm. be a bad thing. But yeah. I, for the most part, yeah, I let him do it. But the biggest lesson I learned is that mom and dad got to be on a unified front when it comes to. Oh, yeah. 
See, mm-hmm. yeah, with that, Jenny and I, we made the agreement back before we even had kids. We said, okay, when we do have kids, um, even if we are in a disagreement, we can't let the kids see that. In the eyes of the children, mom and dad are a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. never want to fight in front of them. Yeah. And there's been um, there's been times when, like, we'll she'll be getting after them for something that maybe I wouldn't have been as upset about, but I let her do her thing. And then afterwards, after they've left the room, then Jenny and I will have our discussion. That's you go in the analytic room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then, it, and like Shaylee, same thing. Like Shaylee might be like, oh, you went a little too, uh, a little too hot on that one. You're mm-hmm. like, damn, I, I know you're right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, so on the flip side of that, is there anything you want to do different to your kids in a parenting fashion than your parents did to you? I'm curious. I honestly want to mimic what my parents did. Like again, looking back and, and this is something just interesting about me. I've always been very self analytical. Like, and I find that a lot of people aren't actually that way, but like I, I will make a mistake and then immediately think about it and be like, Oh, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. I could have done it this way. Like there were multiple times growing up, in my teenage years, I remember this one time I like I was out in the backyard with a BB gun in the winter and I was just shooting icicles and I shot one off the deck, not noticing that the freaking glass door was behind it and that the icicle turned out to be snow with <laughs> ice on it. And the BB went straight through and just shattered the window. Mm. And I stood there like frozen. <laughs> <laughs> And I just waited because I knew somehow my dad would, you know what I mean? Like your parents somehow just know these things. Oh yeah. Like when your mom's they like, pop out of the go? ground like, like a gopher. Like <laughs> I, I will like, Kaylee will be playing and doing some random stuff that I'm not even paying attention to. But the second something happens, you're just like, where'd you get that? Like out of nowhere. It's like this, the Peter tingle, you know? <laughs> anyways, so I, I shoot this glass door. I hope you guys understand that reference. Otherwise, that went real dark real quick. I, I, so I shoot out this door, and it, it didn't fall. It stayed together, but, like, shattered. And uh, I'm just sitting there, and I all of a sudden hear... It sounded like my dad was running through the house, <laughs> gets to the kitchen, sees Sounds the door. Like a giant he boom, he boom. was so mad, he threw the door open, which made it fall. It was a two pain though. So one was still good, but it made the other one just fall down. And he like, I saw him, you know how you know your dad's like, like his movements. I see him make the dad, like the mad dad stance. (laughs) And he does like the, the breath, the inhale. He's like, like, here it comes. I see the hand coming up. (laughs) I I just look at him and go, I'm grounded for a week. No TV. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I like straight up just punished myself before he could even say anything. Just not the belt. Just not just, the belt. I was like, do nothing. And I did. It was just so funny to me. You should have like, hurried and like spread some stuff on your face and be like, I ran into the door. <laughs> 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 Would have been like, cover my eye. Like I shot my eye. I shot my eye. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just remember a couple times I would, I would punish myself knowing that he was going to get mad because I felt like it, uh, it <laughs> either the humor of it or just the <laughs> fact that I did it for him made him not punish me worse, I guess you could say. Huh. See, I just want to be able to, I just want to be able to, I, I, I mean, I'm repeating what I said earlier. I just want to be able to punish my kids in a way that they know they did something wrong, but 
they also know that they can come to me. That is such a fine line to walk, but I think that's like, I think that's the ultimate goal for any parent. Right. Mm -hmm. But man, it's a hard line to find. All kids are going to make mistakes. Like as a parent, you, you know that, but it's, I don't know. I just, I don't want them to lie to me. And I want them to be able to come to me with mm-hmm. any problem that they're having, even yeah. if they know that that problem is going to get them in trouble. Yeah. The And here's where I just don't know yet because I'm not that far into fatherhood, but it's so weird. Before, before we had Micah, we had two dogs, um, Stella and Maple. And it was so interesting to me just as a dog parent, how the dogs would interact to, punishment differently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like Stella you if you spanked her and like told her no like she did something really bad and that was like you broke her heart mm-hmm. like it was huge and you just felt terrible afterward and you you know and then for Maple it was like gosh she would not listen until you gave her bum a spank and then it was like oh yep what what do you need I'm, I'm listening now. <laughs> and so it's that it's that 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 I mean, going along on that fine line where you want to find that perfect balance, but each kid I would imagine is going to be is going to be different in the lines of like punishment and you know teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have so, to find their code and then their not, secret code. Yeah, and then not only that, but then you need to be able to justify that to the other kids too, because mm-hmm. they're going to see it as like, well, you're not being fair well, to me. You mean, did, you know, they did being that the youngest. I got everything. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that that's, that's the like Rubik's cube in my eyes of what's to come for me in trying to find that balance in mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Mm. I just don't ever want my son to not be able to talk to me because he's scared of me. Yeah. Right. I don't want it to ever be that he's, acting the way he should because he's scared of the consequences of what I'm going to do. I want him to, I want it to be a respect thing and I want it to be to where he realizes that I should do this because it's the right thing. Not because dad's scary. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so that's, and with me, with my dad, it was, it was, everything was out of fear and I don't ever want that to be with my son. And it's, it's just a balance act. It's so hard. Oh yeah. Cause you, cause you need, yeah, like you, you want to make an impression as to like what they did is either unacceptable or it's not it's not something they should be doing. Yeah. But you don't want to damage them in any way or damage <laughs> your relationship with yeah. them. It yeah. needs to be an attention getter, not mm-hmm. not out of fear, you know. Yeah. Well, and that's why every every time like we punish Kaylee, we we always have a conversation with her and ask her, like, now why did that happen? Like, why did you get punished? And then they're always like I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know is one of the most infuriating yeah. phrases from I'm a child. Not there yet, and I'm nervous for that no, day. For me, it's uh, where they just stare at you either blankly. No emotion. Just blankly or with that attitude like they could care less. Yeah. Sometimes, that, dude, like I get down. Sometimes I get down on one knee, so I'm down eye level with them. I talk in yeah. a very calm voice. And it's like, okay, we know not to do that, right? Yeah, whatever. With all them, they'll all always be an explanation to why things are happening the way they're happening. Yeah. So, but with that too, sometimes it's just they got still got toddler brain or, or 
kid brain. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. can't fully mm-hmm. comprehend the complex situation that they're in. Yeah. And it's just, it's they re- don't see repetition. the big yeah. picture. Exactly. No, and that's honestly like one of the, one of the things I'm working on with myself is trying to not let that get to me to where I'm being ridiculous. Like, right. like you'll be like, we, you know what? This, this was bad. No phone for the rest of the day. And she's like, okay. Or TV. All right. <laughs> You're going to lay I'll in your bed. I'll take your TV and I'll you're, raise you. You're not going to leave your bed for a, a whole day. Taking okay. away your phone is... You're cutting the grass with scissors. <laughs> Taking the phone away is giving her your childhood. Do you realize that? That's yeah. like your normal childhood. Oh, I know. Isn't that's that why, that's why it's about? always the first... I always go first to the electronics. Yeah. Because either way, like, at least, like, I just wanted to... That's it, kid. You have to play with childhood. toys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do something else. Use Let's your see. imagination. That's... We've had this conversation is... For me, it's like I I hate to I throw out punishments like like I could like freaking Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I I just I have to if that's one thing I want to work on is that is I don't want to just throw out punishments just willy nilly. Because <laughs> they get crazier but the longer you go. Really do. <laughs> but also too, because my kids are already starting to call my bluff. Like they figured it out. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I have to start subtle with punishments. I know I can stick to. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a big thing is you need to be able to lay down, like follow through with what you're saying. Yeah, I think right. I'm just going to go back to the you stick your nose in the corner no. for nine minutes. You right. say what you mean. And you mean what you say. That's the, that's the biggest yeah. thing. Cause some of the punishments punish you. Like, oh yeah, let's take away the phone because then they get in your right. face. That's part of being a parent. Though. Dad, play with me. No, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> I go. I don't want to be a parent. I don't want to give you attention. <laughs> I, I'm busy with something else. Nine times out of ten, I go into timeout with Alden, and I'm just like, it sucks, doesn't it, buddy? You know? <laughs> yeah, because I'm here with you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what I've learned though. I've, I've I've learned this, and I thought this, but then I started reading about it. If you send a kid to timeout. They, their mind immediately goes into and in, not into regret for what they did, but like anger that they're in timeout. But if you go in there with them with a loving attitude about it, like this is the consequence of what happened because of mm-hmm. this and this, and you're explaining it to them, that timeout becomes constructive instead of them wanting vengeance or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, and I I read something recently talking about timeout, um, and they they have the opposite of this, and this is something it's. So simple, but I've never heard of it. There's also time in. Have you heard of this? <laughs> Get on yeah. the table and dance, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Do a jig. That's so, called exercise. So time time in is basically you're, you're showing the contrast between time out, which is the punishment, and time in is the like the reward? reassurance of yeah, yeah yeah. So like for example, specifically, I was talking about toddlers, but like if they bring you a book, you read the book with them. If they bring you a toy, you play the toy with them. Like that's showing them this is what you want. Like this is the good yeah. thing. But if you do this, you're going in timeout. So you now don't you don't get to have fun. You don't get to play with the toys. So they can contrast it and say, well, yeah. I prefer to have time in. I want to hang out. I want to play. See, I've mm-hmm. heard of something similar to. Yeah. Well, yeah, is some people punish by reward. So instead of punishing for the negative, they reward for the positive. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I, I feel like that that's. A good one. I feel like that's. Uh, see, I don't know. That's a little too new age for me. That's almost scares me. That almost scares me in the fact that it's almost like 
I feel like that would enable entitlement. I agree. Exactly. Well, not so much reward. Like it's like, oh, congratulations, you picked up your plate after dinner. Here, here's a toy. It's like, like the punishment it's more is that just they praise. don't. Or they're not, it's yeah, just they're praise. not getting the like, praise. Like, good job, you read the book, or you know, blah blah blah, whatever. Mm. And That's instead of like. I don't know. Well, they get no, punished. it's just positive reinforcement. Yeah. yeah. You want to you want to give them attention for when they're doing things right, not just the attention when they're doing something wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Because then so, they always feel like they're doing something yeah. wrong. Yeah. So, Zach, is there anything that your parents did that you'd like to not do? You have the most experience out of all of us, don't you? You've got, because you've no. got three He's kids. just sitting over there, rookies. He's got a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Katie 10? Yeah. Oh, Katie's 10? Yeah. Oh, JK. She's, Go ahead. Yeah, a little bit older than Brent. Yeah, like I think. I mean, if we, if you we guys like... got to raise three gingers and then tell me how to parent. <laughs> <laughs> He's all this is amateur hour over here. These unwanted souls that can bring them home. Um, I don't know. I I think the biggest thing that I've tried to do with my kids that my parents did is I've tried, or that my parents didn't do, is I've tried to make my kids do things for themselves. So, well, what you doing? You're all fuzzy. Sorry, I was looking at the mic. <laughs> the the recorder. We're good. Oh, no. um, so this will explain a lot about me. You guys give me such a hard time for being a pushover. I will tell you where it came from. And when I was growing up, my brothers, I had to do everything for them. If I didn't, I got punished for it. By your brothers? You're talking yes. swirlies, noogies, wedgies? Uh, to the point where, so my dogs lived in the garage. We had boxers growing up. They lived in the garage. I was forced to lick the garage floor. What? And Gosh. my parents thought it was funny. And what? they would not, yes. So I learned at a very young age to just say, okay, I will go do it. There was one time I remember distinctly, I was downstairs watching the movie, and my brother he had called me upstairs and i was like okay went up there i was like what do you want he goes i need something out of the fridge we go get it for me and i was like so i go get it and i go downstairs and then my other brother hey can you come up here so i go hey i need something out of the fridge literally they did it two or three times finally i stopped going up there and my mom called me up hey i need something out of the fridge and i was like you guys are being jackasses (laughs) (laughs) but that is the one thing that i'm trying to move to my kids i've had you know hey you know for instance, Rose, she'll say, hey, I, you know, Katie, go do this for me. And I'm like, no, Rose, you go do it yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same thing like Katie. Hey, you know, I'm doing this. Rosie, you go do it. And I'm like, no, it's your you go do it yourself. So that's the one thing I'm trying to enable because I just that was the one thing. That's why I am the way I am. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's just it's one of those things where, you know, that's why I'm always so agreeing with everybody. It's just. Because I got punished for it when I yeah. tried to do something else. I was beat up for it. Not so me. question with that. If I got my butt kicked. <laughs> do, your, do your brothers now being adults and stuff and having families of your own, do they recognize how they treated you and have they? do they feel bad for it? Have they ever apologized oh, or anything? Heavens, no. They probably don't even realize what <laughs> they, they probably, did. Yeah, they probably don't yeah. even realize what she they did. Because my sister, <laughs> like I said, she was eight years older than me, and I was always a little pipsqueak, and so she could easily pick on me and stuff. And like now to now, flash forward till now, she looks back at that and she regrets it. She hated the way she treated me. Me and her didn't become the friends we are until our adult lives. 
that takes a lot to step mm-hmm. back and realize oh, things. Yeah, like, yeah, it does. Well, so, I think <clears throat> I think with that now throwing the parenting into it is that's what I want for my um I've like when I hear about siblings um Jenny came from kind of a big family and stuff and I like I said I just have the one older sister so I don't know all that well but I just want my kids to stay friends not only like yeah when they mature and everything they're going to get that knowledge and and appreciate each other more but I want them to stay friends growing up mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah I mean like my sister my sister used me as a doll for the first like year two that of my life. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you know you those Saturdays. Just gonna, That's why you but, don't like those mannequins, huh? <laughs> stupid dolls. Um, but no, she was like, and I was pretty close to her because until my brother was in high school, I was his annoying kid brother. Mm-hmm. So like, like we would, we would have fun, but if, if he was in front of his friends, like I wasn't cool or anything, you know, but the, the thing I always did look up to my brother for is that even if he would like push me away, didn't want to be around me because I was his annoying little brother, not cool in front of his friends. If his friends did anything to like pick on me, he would always defend me. Mm -hmm. Like he always had my back. Um, so like it, yeah, it's just, it's interesting because like I was still close to my sister because my brother didn't want to like hang out as much, but he always, they always had my back, even though we would disagree. Like I'd butt heads with my sister all the time because she tried to be like a second mother and like to the point of like telling on me all the time. If I did anything, she'd be like, mom, Cam's doing this. Everything shut your dirty mouth. (laughs) But, uh, they all, at the end of the day, they always had my back. If someone else, like it's a thing you see in movies all the time. If, they go and pick on you and you're like, ho, ho, hey, I was just doing it, but you can't do it. That's the way it was with us. Yep. <laughs> we would have bloody battles because I didn't want to do what my older brothers would tell. We'd have bloody battles. And Never. Then, and then we'd do a pack of silence to where we wouldn't tell our parents and try to hide the wounds <laughs> because we just fought. It was hit below the shirt. Well, it's got to be in the shirt area so the wounds can't be seen. That was one thing that was instilled is we were just all independent and... Unless mm-hmm. there was a good reason for, because I think my dad would make us do things and we, and he'd never explain why. So with each other, it'd be like, why? Because I said so? I don't think so. Dude, that's, that, I think that's one thing, now that you say that, is that I try not to do. I have said it. I have for sure said that phrase. <laughs> like, why? Because I said so. Like, oh, I've said <laughs> it. Well, and it's because it's in, it's in like the silliest moment. Like, the, you don't really have an explanation. It's more, it's more you were just asking them to do something for you. And they're just like, why? And you're like, it doesn't matter. Just do it. But like, I want to, I want to be able to give a reason. Like, be more open with, well, this is why, you know, I want this to happen. Almost have an explanation for every little thing, no matter how minuscule it seems. Yeah. I yeah. mean, even at that, like the humility, again, going back to being humble, even with your children saying, just, I, I just need your help with this. Mm-hmm. I've had so many deep conversations <clears throat> where I have to keep explaining why and why and why, because I told them I'd never say because I said so. Son, you need to clean up your toys. Why? Because you, it's your responsibility to clean up after yourself when you're done with something. Why? 
well, what happens if we have a fire in the middle of the night <laughs> and I go to get you out of your room and I step on your <laughs> legs and, and I die and you burn in your bed? That's <laughs> such, dude, that's exactly what happens again. Like, you go to these fantastical places because you're just tired of the conversation. <laughs> but it goes from it goes from because it's your responsibility and it's it's better to be tidy than it is to be messy. And it turns if into there's this a crumb hole. on the floor, then there's going to be a horde of cockroaches that come into this room and they're going to bring you away in the night. Oh, dude, I had that conversation with him the other night. I was like, dude, make sure you're eating over your plate so you don't get crumbs everywhere. Why? Why? I was, because it's a mess and it'll get pushed into the flooring and it's just harder to clean up later. Why? Because winter's coming and you don't want to find a mouse winter's on your chest coming. in the middle of the night, do you? Like With a bucket over it and a candle on top. <laughs> then, then we're getting into psychological. <laughs> I don't really. And then I'm the whole other uh, other side of the spectrum. I'm getting, I, and I'm saying this, and it wasn't exactly like that. Of course, I'm dramatizing it, but I will say stuff like if there was an emergency or something, and there's toys all over, it'd be hard well, to to get out of the situation. Well, and do you ever have you guys ever had something like that backfire on you, where like I don't know, like do this or or the spiders are going to come and eat you or something like that. And then like weeks down the road, and this is just an example. I've never used that exact phrase, but like, and then later you find out that they're like actually afraid of that thing. And you're like, ah, crap. I didn't, I didn't mean for you to actually be scared. It was just in that moment. Uh, -uh. not me personally. You'll, you'll get there. I'm sure. (laughs) See the other thing too, with me, kind of just on, on the fears and stuff a little bit is how much of it, how much of it is taught and how much of it is inherited? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, uh-huh. especially Brinley right now, she gets anxiety over things that a little 10-year-old shouldn't. Like, yeah. if Jenny, like, we'll drop them off at, uh, like, my mom's house. Jenny and I will go out on a short little date or do something. And it doesn't happen every time, but sometimes we'll come back and she comes up and gives us the biggest hug. She's like, I'm so glad you guys are safe. I just started wondering what if you guys got in a car accident and blah, blah. And it's like, you got to chill out. Like your, <laughs> your little brain Girl. should not be like having thoughts like that. YouTube, like, man, or something. I think yeah, a, lot well, of t- a lot of it's movies and stuff they watch. Yeah. But see, and that's, that's just it too, is like some of them, like she's been into like Lord of the Rings, things like that, which definitely have its fight scenes and different things like that, but it's fantasy. And so for her to pull it into like real life, I don't my, know. My niece was terrified of Gollum for the longest time. <laughs> like actually, <laughs> like it scared her so bad. See, and, see and, and stuff like that would make <clears throat> sense, but she has yeah. legitimate fears. Yeah, like I don't know. Well, she's smart because maybe she's like goblins aren't real. Yeah. Car wrecks are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, right. she, she understands reality versus. Yeah. Wait, he fell off a horse Fantasy. and he almost died. What happens if the car crashes? Superman yeah. got <laughs> Superman <laughs> lost his legs oh, from a horse. But this is definitely a, a large topic that we could go on for hours about. Like, I still feel like I have a whole lot more. But um, definitely something we can revisit. We could we could kind of pull in some more specific topics about growing up, about family, all that good stuff. But but this has been good. It's, it's cool to hear your guys' experiences, both as a child and, like, as a father. Um, but we're going to put a pin in it for now and... And thank you guys for joining us at yeah, another Fives a Crowd and joining us with this fun little topic of fatherhood. We hope you guys uh, come 
come next come next on week. back come on back now yeah. we'll be back here same time every week same place same bat channel <laughs> all the time all the platforms even the YouTubes even the YouTubes if you enjoy video thanks guys we'll see you later thanks for being part of this crowd bye 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 ciao